Right now, this is D0 to the first county chamber called Volume 5. And we Can just see me in it? Around. Can you see me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. Easy. Easy. Yeah, Alright, someone open this. Hector, pop this course. Okay, we're rolling. We're in breath, guys. Can someone tell me what, what are we doing here? Why are we here today? In a couple hours, Cali Chamber Comp Volume 5 is about to happen. And uh, right now, we're just having a little sit down, thoughts before comp, what's going to happen after, and yeah, just talk about random stuff. History is going to happen after. What are, what are, what are you guys um, competing on? Can you tell me a bit? Go in a circle. So Ethan, what are you what are you doing this comp? So I'm just gonna be doing the freestyles and uh, hopefully I'll be able to do some dynamics, statics. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Same with me, I'm just doing freestyle and then I'll do the weighted endurance at the end for fun. Just to get all the juice out of the tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, yes, freestyle as well. Um, yeah, no weighted endurance. It's for fun, really. I'm just gonna do freestyle this comp. Maybe next comp I'll do weighted, but just freestyle it for today. But did I hear that right? You're you're gonna do the weighted endurance. No. Oh, you're not. I don't, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you said you were. No, no, no. Then why did you mention it? I, I would only. No, I said I will not do oh, you weighted not. Oh, okay. or endurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only okay. doing uh, weighted if you do it. What? I only do weighted if you do it. What do you mean? What weighted? The first one. If you do. Yeah. It. Yeah. If do you it. do it, I'll do it. Oh fuck, okay. Yeah. It's on camera now. Yeah, I said that before. I know, I'm joking. Alright. So, have you guys um, prepared anything at all for like for what's the comp or just training business as usual? Training business as usual. But on the plane right here, I have a little notebook for the whole five hours. <laughs> I wrote down two sets only. Oh, it's hard shit. though, it's hard though because I've done the same and in all honesty, like I feel since we're all very new to like freestyle where it's for a 45 second round and our repertoire endurance isn't that big, we're kind of reusing the same moves over and over again so it's hard to be creative. That's why I feel athletes that have a bigger like diversity in terms of skill set have a bigger advantage because they're not so you know they've got the creativity to move because yeah it's hard to write combos and sets for yourself when your skill set and repertoire is like two moves you know what i mean then you're basically repeating yourself so yeah mm -hmm. that makes sense got any combos down hector not really um main goal is trying to hold strata plants for two seconds I thought the whole time is three, not two. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, maybe three seconds if you count the, the negative part. One, two, three, one, two, and three. Yeah, we'll be counting the Yeah, yeah, probably that and some front lever. That's about it. Mm. For me, I'm more free range because I do dynamics like and statics as well. Free range eggs, yeah. Yeah. But then um, I don't have any combos planned. I'm just gonna go by the music. Gonna go by how I feel at the moment. Because I do push and I do pull and I do dynamics, so I can just, I can just make up stuff on the spot. You're pretty well balanced. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I try to be as balanced as possible. Yeah, I'd say I'd say your statics and dynamics are pretty well balanced. Mm. I'd say Ethan's more static based at the moment, but he does have some cool dynamics. So it'll be more worthwhile for you to guys to actually like plan out your combos, so yeah. you don't like 
catch yourself off guard if your energy levels are low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. for me personally, this comp, I'm just going to go by ear. And mm-hmm. that's, that, it's only my third comp, so I think that's the best learning process. Mm-hmm. Just go, go by your instincts and just adjust the more comps you do. Mm. I think I think with that competition though, if people have any like nerves about competing, like oh I'm not good enough, blah blah blah, I can't compete. I say scratch that man. Like go compete no matter your skill level because you're always going to learn something. Like mm-hmm. competitions are so important for any sport to grow because you're versing other people and you know it's a this this is a pretty lonely sport. I mean you can train in a group, but I don't know how efficient that is. Like personally, I do some of the best training alone and it's good to come together and train once in a while but going back to what isaac said he's going to go by ear i'm going to be doing uh my comp with uh airpods in because i have i don't have any faith that's what you mean by ear yeah airpods i don't have i don't have any faith in the music to be honest like to me part of competing is giving the athlete the freedom to choose their own music and like being forced to compete to something else is it you know how you're going, but that's just my opinion. What do you guys think? I think music is a big part of uh, freestyle for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that don't understand the value of music for sure need to follow my playlist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac. Yeah. Isaac has a crazy, crazy playlist. The pinger playlist we call it at my um at my gym. So yeah, it speaks for itself. It's pretty hype. Uh, but yeah, music is very, very important. I feel, and I don't know. I remember as everyone, I don't know whether you followed me, but the music, I, music was a big uh, source of complaint for what was it, St- Sydney Sydney State champs? Yeah. Is that what they called that called? Qualifiers. Yeah. The thing. the DJ there was just spamming air horns and it just <laughs> just a horrible environment to compete in, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here we are. Mm-hmm. But also the music. But for the outside of the competition, like the content creation of it and videoing it, so how does, what's your opinion on that, Isaac? Yeah, athletes need to be able to flow during competition because when you're making an edit, uh, it's easy to do it off the music. So when I'm creating a video, then um, I go by the song that's in the background and I always just sync the moves to that. So it just looks more aesthetically pleasing in post-production. Um, I want to throw a question to... Aaron, though, like, how do you think different types of music affect how you flow? It depends, because music to me, I hear a song, and I, as soon as I hear the song, I visualise the combo to the song, because in a way, it's like, the notes, I don't know, now I'm just speaking out my ass to be honest, but music really, really does affect, like, how you move, in my opinion. If it's like some slow song, then maybe you're a bit more graceful, you'd be a bit more calculated. But I know that like, when there's a song that I love, I I can pretty much switch my brain off and I'm just thinking about the move that's next. And I kind of like, I don't, I'm not as nervous because, you know, the song, I'm so used to it. That's what really gets me going. So I've already made my comp playlist and yeah, I'll just, whatever track comes on is whatever I'll do, to be honest. I also want to add like, if you have pinger music, it'll be really hard for a hand balancer to sync because they're all trying to focus. Yeah. And it's more flowy songs. What's a pinger song? Do you need an example? Oh, just say like, I know. Yeah. If you have like a really flowy song, then it's a bit hard for like someone that's doing power, power moves to mm-hmm. really like vibe to. 
like planche push-ups or something. Mm. If you're doing cal- you're doing freestyle, it's really hard to do it against like a really lyricy song because there's no flow to that. So mm-hmm. depending on like on the music that's supplied to athletes at the competition, mm-hmm. it really affects the mood and like how they how they perform and everything. Mm-hmm. And especially, um, I'm gonna pass this question over to Ethan. Like, how do you think ba- um beat drops affect your performance? Oh man, <laughs> beat drops are the most crucial part of like especially statics in my opinion because like you can do your set set it up and you'll be sitting there for one minute to the beat drop and that's the biggest setup ever so you have a one minute recording leading up to the hold and there's only five seconds so yeah do you think beat drop correlates with like breath work though Mm, not really i think if you're it, it throws you off if you have someone play a song that you don't know and you have to try to guess the beat drop then that throws off your rhythm it does it does but then yeah i don't know it's like a magnet so if it's someone playing a random track you can't help but wait for the beat drop and it was like a really it's like a fake beat drop like the second drop of lovely by hopex where it like pauses and and then and then hits you kind of have to like study up or also just affect you mentally yeah, that, that, that would be good. I mean, that's a huge point, actually, because it almost, like, cuts your power, I feel. Because yeah. freestyle is such a mind-body-muscle connection. Like, if I'm focusing on the music, then I already, like, the mind-muscle connection's gone because I'm just thinking about the music. Where if it's a song that I enjoy, I'm not even thinking about the music because it's, you know, it's just, like... It's kind of like when someone smokes, you're immediately aware that, you know... The cigarette smokes in the air, but if the air is good, then you just don't even take notice of it. So if the music is shit, you're gonna know. But if the music's good, then it's just like another training session, another day. Yeah. But we're spoiled for choice here. I mean, there's too many options, too many good songs out there. What are the moves you guys want to land? Or any big goals? If you just had to sum it up in one, let's start with let's start with Hector and go. Spoiler, spoiler alert! Uh, from the rewrap. City? Oh, for crap. yourself. Let's go. <laughs> nah, nah, for myself. Um, now, nah, as I said, I want to, I guess, get better plant attempt. Uh, I don't really have straddled yet. Uh, but to me, is trying to get better than I did in the previous comp. Uh, so, any improvement is already a win for myself. And then, in terms of front lever, I would attempt a pull up, which I also don't have. So, yeah, to me, it's just like, see how I did this comp. So then I can look back uh, when I do the next one. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, see what happens. Isaac? For me, it's front foot re-grab. Shout out to Luke Twist. Shout out to Mr. Candyman. Mr. Candyman, <laughs> the awakened one. Connect with Ken. I'm going to re-grab just like a goal because um, I, I like to knock out my dynamic moves one by one. Uh, first comp it was shoe flip. And then uh, second comp it was front foot re-grab. Didn't catch it. So I got to redeem myself. And then for Melbourne, it'll, it'll be a, um, 5.40. So I, I like to use dynamics as a goal because that's just the newest thing I've been doing. I've been doing sets and reps and statics and power moves for the past three years. And dynamics is like the, the thing that is challenging the most. And so uh, that'll be my main goal. I don't really have any static goals in mind. If you're wondering, the people watching this, uh, Ethan, you go. Um, for front lever, cause um, <laughs> front lever recovery, I'll say a really big goal would be to do a pull up to touch, 
and like such fire. The challengers challenging. It was the one thing that was demotivating me throughout this time being back injured. So yeah. Mm. For me, I just want to catch that stupid second 360. So I've thrown this move like twice now oh, in every yeah. single comp, and I can never catch that second 360. It's so lame. So yeah, I, 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 I yeah, it's gonna, you know, that that's pretty much my goal, just to catch a second 360. Hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, but oh, no, it's fine. For those who don't know, the Melbourne comp Isaac was talking about is October, so about four weeks from now. Actually, like four weeks exactly, because that comp is on the 16th or 17th as well. Yeah, so four weeks from now. And mm. yeah, it'll be cool to see Isaac's progress because Isaac, so yeah, he started Dynamics like what, this year? December last year. In December last year, like and he's already ticked off. 24th. Yeah, one of the cleanest shrimp flips in the game. Like, he gets so much height, so it's going to be crazy to see how that shrimp uh, translates to other Dynamics. Mm. Really cool. Who do you think has the best flow in Australia? Can be mm. old, can be current. Start yeah. with Ethan. Well, I'm not really big into the dynamics game. Oh, it can be statics as well. Just like flow in general. Flow in general. Just like who moves the best. Mm. I already know my answer. I already know my answer. Okay, keep thinking. I think, in my opinion, Dave. Yes, Dave, best one. Such like clean flow, creativity. Just mm -hmm. you can really see the passion. He puts into his freestyle. And I'm not just saying that because I'm friends with him. I'm saying it objectively. Like, whenever he moves, that it that is a certain flow to it. Yeah. Uh, runner up, I have to say, um, what is it? I really like Ariel. His mm -hmm. his static combos always, or especially in the last comp, like, fucking phenomenal. That's pretty mind blowing. Yeah. So those are my two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotta say Dave as well. Um, so to me, I mean, I can't really do any freestyle, but I appreciate when I see a clean flow. Um, I also appreciate a lot like super tricks, like the front flip re-grab or 720 or whatnot. But I like it way more when I see like simple tricks, but put well together. Mm. And even if you can even throw a little bit of statics in, in the combos wall, that's what I respect the, the most. And I just like to watch it longer mm. rather than, I don't know, seeing a 720 and then you have to wait 10 seconds until you do the next uh, Move right, so mm -hmm. I like more like flawless combo. So, Dave, I would say Dave. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, hope he's listening to this and this is motivating him. He probably won't, but okay. yeah, people will do it. What about Isaac? I don't really have a solid response right now, but mm. I'll just say like breaking the categories. So, Dave, I really like his he, he incorporates like a dynamic muscle up, which is more like a more of like transition move that no one else does really in Australia into Vic, into Straddle Planets, and into all these other. Mm. Moves. and he's, he's also got dynamic flow as well so he breaks it up into different rounds so he has two different flows for two different separate rounds yeah. Ariel does is really good because like he's he's solid and everything and I really like his uh triple P bar flow he's mm. definitely got the best in Shelly for that um he's just a beast in general and then Javier definitely dynamics no one can beat him at his own game just he, he just flows the entire round he literally do 45 second round Dynamics only, in my opinion, I think mm. he's got the best dynamic flow, of course. Yeah, yeah. Under, underrated is Jai as well because he's he's starting to connect the dots really well. Mm. Grinding out studies game, uh, his flow for dynamics is really good, although he just repeats gingers a lot, spam gingers, but that's fine because he connects it really well. 
Mm. And he's got mad dismounts. Both of them got mad dismounts as well. <laughs> so now my answer. I mean, I've never seen Dave really throw out a combo yet. He's been hiding it from me since, ever since I met him. So uh, I can't say anything about that. But I'll say, like, I like Isaac's um, style. Like, it's very explosive. It's very powerful. And like, dancing to the music, it's like really in sync. It's very powerful. I like it. Mm. And uh, like, Static Athlete, who's also had like some dynamics. And crazy CJ. Yeah, CJ. Hey. Shout out to CJ. Yeah. Yeah. Static game, push and pull, everything is crazy. Yeah. Going into our next topic though, I Hector before said, you know, oh, I don't really do freestyle that much because I don't do dynamics. To me, freestyle is both dynamics and statics. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be dynamic balance, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what is your guys' opinion on that? Yeah, just touch on that. I was just referring to the um, dynamic part of freestyle to be more specific. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, I guess that's what I compete on. I compete in freestyle, but I don't really do that part. So it's obviously like pretty much impossible to really win because you are. I'm not getting any points on that big error, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's my my take. There's definitely a more dynamic side of statics. Mm -hmm. Example: arm houses, uh, front flip to to full planche on p bars. Mm -hmm. uh, hero stops, swing giant to straight um straight buff punch and then like there's there's the more dynamic dynamic side of freestyle which is just doing your combos on the bar using swing and no stakes no holds or anything yeah it's very interesting uh your style is just um dependent on like your strengths and i guess that's freestyle then i'm definitely more of a, of a, of a more balanced uh athlete in terms of statics and dynamics whereas maybe uh, Aaron is more of a static side person but he also flows in dynamics like front rolls mixes in 360s into front foot into I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm a static based athlete because I only have one static but yeah I guess. incorporate I that term from there are different statics yeah well like that's gonna be our next topic <laughs> but how visit I mean, like, Visa, in my opinion, is a free skill. Like, you, yes, you can condition specifically for it Talent. to improve it. But, you know, basic pipe compression and mobility and, you know, some front level work and you pretty much have a solid Visa. It's not, like, the, the, gap, the gap between Visa and I-Sit, like, with perfect form is pretty high, but... In my opinion, anybody can achieve a V-sit. They just need to commit a little bit of like specificity for it. But it's a free skill, in my opinion. But do you guys think front lever and um, touch front lever are two different skills? Because in my opinion, one is straight arm, one is bent arm. There's a thing like I see like sometimes or a lot like there's people who are strong at the top position, but then they can't hold the actual like straight arm hold. Mm. So like, you can brute strength that, but doing that cleanly is not the same. I like mm -hmm. what you said in the previous podcast, the uh, three different versions, Vic, straight arm pulling, and then um, the like, in the top position. Yeah. And then top position, bent arm pulling, which is touch, and then just straight arm hold, which is front lever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Three different moves. 
Um, <laughs> if you look at Mariano, for example, his touch endurance isn't as good as the other guys, but his Vic endurance is like next level. Crazy, yeah. 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 That's actually quite interesting that, that you've broken it down like that. It's definitely food for thought and how people can train for stuff. Mm. Yeah, just to that, there's also the straight arm big. Uh, sorry, straight arm. Sad. Uh, sad, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting because if I, what you said, you, you are differentiating them from a straight arm versus yeah. uh, non straight arm, right? But I think sad would be more like a Victorian, no? Mm hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like a straight arm touch on the bar, well, it would be slightly light, wider, but. Like if you do a Victorian cross on rings, it would be like nearly the same yeah. width and everything. Mm -hmm. Crazy hard moves here. Yeah. Crazy hard moves. Mm -hmm. Why do you think the sport isn't growing? Or do you think the sport is growing? I think it's growing. If you look, I mean, it depends how far you look. Like if you compare with five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. It's definitely growing. Um, but the question is, could it be better at this point? Uh, yeah, probably as well. Um, but I think it's, yeah, it's slowly growing. I think the main thing to me why it's not taken to the next level yet is because there is no a big brand behind it, like backing it up, probably like what happened with Rebook and CrossFit or something like that. I don't really see what a brand can get out of calisthenics. So I just don't see really the money being there. And that goes for athletes, competitions, uh, sponsors, you name it. So I think um, um, until that money gets into the, the game, it's going to be pretty hard to take it to the next level. But yeah, this progress for sure. Um, Any thoughts? CalSanx is growing. It's just going to be very explosive. Um, lots of behind the scenes things. If you're in the community, then you'll know that there's lots of things that um, are happening, but hasn't happened yet. And I'll keep an eye out. I'm not gonna reveal too much though. But yeah, yeah. Obviously, if for a sport to, to grow, it needs to be watch time. And so, if there's watch time, then there's there's space for um, sponsors and ads to be put mm. in. And um, it's good that there's lot, there's a ton of business-minded people in counseling because that's eventually what's gonna grow it. Not how good you are as an athlete, but like the demand. Yeah. Ethan. The demand for sorry, the demand for the sport. Demand for the sport. Mm. Mm. Interesting. For me, I I think so, but like I find the concept side of it really important. Cause like when people like first get into calisthenics or anything, first thing they do they search it up, right? And anything that comes up on there, they watch it, they get motivated. That's how they set the expectations for the sport. And like we need to given that quality and make the videos and everything enjoyable and yeah so how do you start how did you start getting into like editing and content creation because um i i got into content creation just because i i did it since i first started calisthenics which is a form of journaling but the actual content creation like trying to blow up a reel with um calisthenics or go on tiktok and lot calisthenics that way came because um it's just it's just a gap in the market and you see you don't see much of it and so then you just want to move into it yourself and then you find lots of people through these platforms and since you're 
pretty big on debt, then uh, the community in the community is very small. Then you have somewhat of an influence, and then that just motivates you to train harder because then people actually like come to you and ask for advice, and you actually see them grow. Whereas if you have a bigger sport or like say soccer or something, no one would actually come up to you to ask for advice because they will have coaches and everything. Whereas um, you can actually see visible progress in the community. Every small incremental like effort made by someone in the community, you always see it. Like someone unlocks a new move, everyone knows about it. And in that sense, it's really rewarding. So content creation is definitely a great passion of mine. In terms of like actually elevating the quality of the content, which is a completely different thing. So like uh, better gear, better um, cinematics, better viewing experience on different platforms. That came about because, yeah, once again, gap in the market. And I really want to see that happen and no one's doing it. So, and I'm just sitting there with a bunch of money in my account. So why not just go for it? And obviously that's going to grow to spawn in the long term. So to answer your question. Yeah. And it's, and it's not only about the equipment, right? It's just about like even the basics, like putting in your own song and just getting it from third party sources. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, paying for uh copyright, copyright free sound sites like Artlist or other sites. Yeah. Interesting to see that side of the yeah. You raise a lot of points that you know gives food for thought. Like the community is so small and close knit that when someone does unlock it, you just know. Like, literally, if you know, if someone does something crazy, you're gonna know. Even if you don't follow them or don't speak to them, you're gonna know. Mm -hmm. Which is the beauty of this sport, and you know, it's very cool that we have such a close knit community in Australia. So yeah, we should really be building each other up and growing that. In my opinion. The reason why like big sponsors haven't picked up this sport is because there's no real governing body. No one has really tried to push for anything bigger, something that regulates and governs and branches everything. Hmm. You know what I mean? How can That's a big brand like Red Bull sponsor some amateur thing? You know what I mean? It needs to be a professional organization with regulations, rules and guidelines, and that is marketable. But it takes a lot and a lot of effort. Like, the closest thing we have to that is what, WSWCF? Mm -hmm. Like, as a professional governing body with our own rules. And that's probably the biggest and most famous one, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, as we all discussed, there's big things wrong with that. So what do you guys think about yes. that? I think while what you're being, like, like what you're saying is we will help, I don't think that's the key thing that would change things. Because, for instance, you actually brought a good example with Red Bull, right? You know, if Red Bull sponsored these freestyle uh, rapping battles, I'm not sure what's, the, what's the, the right name, but that in Spain is huge. And those guys didn't really have any governing body at all. They were just like rapping right? and freestyling. And at some point, Red Bull came in and created the, I don't know, put money and created the events. Same with CrossFit. I don't think there was a body regulating CrossFit before Red Bull came in. Like, yes, there was, there was the CrossFit brand and there were gyms, mm -hmm. but I don't think there was a body, you know, like the CrossFit The Games that was mm -hmm. created by Reebok. There mm -hmm. was no such thing before at that scale. Mm. So um, I don't think that's necessarily the, the, the root of the, of the problem, but I might be wrong. No, I stay corrected. That's quite a good perspective. 
think goes online, I don't see why a brand will get anything back. Like if you're a brand, you're a business, what are you getting back out of investing money in calisthenics? I mean, it, it's not really investing in the calisthenics, it's investing into the individual. Okay. There's yet to be an individual that, you know, sits with a brand's alignment or is good enough to get noticed by a brand, I guess. But I think that's going to change in the next two, three years because everyone is progressing at such a fast rate, you know, mm -hmm. like the sport in Australia. Like Isaac is the up and coming content creator. He's pushing boundaries with every new shoe, every new shot and, you know, doing that while getting more skilled himself. Same with Ethan, you know, Ethan's statics are leveling up and he's only like, what, in his second, third year of the sport? Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, crazy next few years, and I'm, you know, as a Hector and Hector can probably yeah, agree with me. We're excited to see it. Yeah, the level is definitely gonna improve, but still, even if you unlock, like, okay, just purely talking in terms of strength, there is calisthenics athletes out there which yeah. are way better than gymnasts, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, just take the Victorian rings, for instance. Yeah. Nobody yeah. does it like calisthenic people. Yeah. Still, the brands are not investing on those athletes. Right. Well, I'm just talking out of my ass now, and this is probably like all anecdotal, but mm -hmm. I just think they haven't built a platform for themselves that will warrant a brand marketing. For a brand to sponsor, you have to have a vision, you need to be promoting something. So either that's right. like growth in the community, or preaching your own methods, or just align with it, you know? Right. If I wanted to get sponsored by Red Bull, or whatever, a brand, I'd you know, reach out to them and be like, hey, my values align with your values. Could we create a project to, with each other and stuff? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's, I think that's one way you could do it. But if, in, if you never ask, you never know. That's why, mm -hmm. following back to my point, if you never compete, you're never going to know. So no matter your skill level, just give it a shot. I think that's so important, especially in calisthenics, when people, people become so obsessed with form. Like, mm -hmm. I see beginners, then they're already like, oh my god, like, I'm never going to be this good. And I'm like, relax, you know, you're just starting, you, because they just see people just doing crazy, crazy things. So it's very, very important not to lose track of who you are in the sport, because there's so much good content out there that you can quite honestly get quite demotivated at times. So just remember that, you know, you got to do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. What do you guys think? For me, it's less about the competitions and the athletes themselves aligning with brands and everything, so much as the watch time. Mm. And I always come back to that because um, it doesn't matter how well-established your organization is or how strong the person is in the competition. If there's no one watching the actual thing, then mm. the brands are not going to bother putting their logo out on there. So if you look at like parkour, look at um, BMX, bike riding, and all of these competitions, like... Parkour, if you go in their space on YouTube, I don't know if you guys follow a lot of it, but um, they have like Stora and they have yeah, like Stora. GoPros, get sponsored by GoPros because they uh, have all these viral videos where they're using GoPros mm -hmm. and um, they're always drinking energy drinks in the videos. Mm -hmm. People are watching them, you see numbers are insanely high for those like things. They, and now they have like tele television shows like Ultimate Tag, mm -hmm. uh, Ninja Warrior and all this stuff. And it's like really good, um, like it's not even, there's no competition in parkour there's no like structure in it but they just do cool stuff and people watch it yeah why do you think people watch that why do people watch it because it's cool yeah i think like, they, they, yeah. when i got into this house today um last yesterday because ethan forgot the keys well, Ethan, well no, um yeah someone forgot the keys and hector was in the house so i had to 
do parkour, like climb up the roof over there and then jump down and then knock on the door and then open the garage. And like, if I saw, if I was sitting here and I saw someone running on the roof, I'd be like, what? Yeah, it's just, it's just eye-catching and everything. Counseling yeah. is eye-catching, but in order to progress it, you need the technology, of course. Like BMX, they have GoPros to get the, F, um, the POV footage. They have FPV drones filming them. They have high-quality cameras. Like when you think of BMX and bike riding, you think of those ads where there's like really nice cinematic cameras um, going, going on in the footage. And with calisthenics, there's very, very little of it. It's emerging in Europe, but like even me, someone that's not been doing like filming and stuff for more than a year, like literally six months or something, I can still see the flaws even though I'm a beginner. And obviously if you wanna grow, grow your sport to that scale, you have to keep up with the technology um and yeah just make it big for the big screen interesting to me i think it has nothing to do with technology but like people can see that like if you see people doing parkour or like our rape guy doing crossfit like everyone can rape with that but if you see someone doing a plant like we all know how hard that is but nobody else knows out there so i think it's just way harder for quote unquote normal people to relate with calisthenics I don't think it's really tied to the technology. That's that's my. I take. think the growth is tied to what Isaac said because what he said really opened my eyes. Like, yeah, it is tied to numbers. Brands won't bother to sponsor if there's no return for them, right? Like, but I do see your point though in that you know people can relate to parkour because everyone can jump. Everyone has tried jumping. Yeah. But uh, you know, people probably. Probably people look at plunge and be like, oh, I can probably do that, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't, when people do it well, it doesn't look hard. Mm -hmm. But you're literally just plunging, right? But mm -hmm. with parkour, it always looks hard. Yeah. Even if they're making it, even if it's done well, it looks hard because of just the sheer danger of it, I guess. That's a, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. I think to add to that. Otherwise, I have another question. Ask away. I've got one more thing to add, though. Oh, yeah. But it, the thing is, um, with calisthenics, it looks way more cinematic. Though. That's where technology comes into play. Because obviously, you've got the music that syncs to the, the moves. You've got the angles. You've got jacked people doing calisthenics, which is the same as, like... Like, you can have calisthenics people that look like bodybuilders. Mm. You can do... Um, People no, well, can no. always relate to dynamics because mm -hmm. they know that that's freaking hard when you do a front flip off the bar. Like mm -hmm. you spin twice before catching the bar again, mm -hmm. and sync that in with drone shots, FPV shots, mm -hmm. cool, cool cinematic sounds and everything. Mm -hmm. You got yourself a product. Like at the end of the day, these competitions are a product to like to showcase to the audience mm -hmm. to to watch and boost view time and everything. Mm -hmm. So if done right with the right technology, with the right vision. You can get calisthenics to be on, on par with parkour, mm -hmm. crossfit, bodybuilding, bike riding, who knows. But at the same time, like mm -hmm. any sport can be cinematic. Like yes, yep. calisthenics is quite cinematic, but same with parkour, yeah. same with like, you know. Same with me making a coffee. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, and so you have parkour, breakdancing, and yeah. you have rock climbing entering the Olympics this year. Yeah. And if calisthenics want to go through that route, do they actually legitimize each other? Yeah. Like that's the same route. We're all going. All the sports are going towards one, one, one place. So do you think the holy grail is the Olympics? Well, not, not the Olympics. I'm just saying they're just moving forward. Yeah. But yeah. the whole point of this conversation is saying why isn't Caltech moving forward? 
you have to do what these guys are doing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I really do appreciate mm. the content creators pushing and promoting our sport. Like, it's good. But there is some, like, you think all content is good content? Or there's definitely some bad content out there? Is it a completely new question? I guess so. Yeah, okay. moving. Unless you want to t- keep talking about that. But I think we've um, well and truly covered that. Well, if there's no one watching, it doesn't matter how good the content is. It can be good, bad content, but if people are watching it, then it's good content. It's yeah. Good content, people, people aren't watching it. Well, that's... Well, you gotta reevaluate. It stems from like all exposure is good exposure, right? All yeah, publicity yeah. is good publicity. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen some very good content get shafted by the algorithm and some very cringe content blow up. And that's just the way things are. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Definitely depending who's your target. I think for beginners, probably any content is good. Like. You Shout have, out Chris Harrier. Yeah, you have no no special to calisthenics, you see a random cringe ass video, you know more or less have a better understanding. Mm-hmm. But obviously yes, like when you get deep down into it, yeah, there's some bullshit ass content out there which you just don't we just ignore it. To me that doesn't exist. I mean it was, yes it's bullshit, but I guess guess like some people are just unaware. Like Yeah, that's what I said that That's the about. beauty of this sport to be honest, because there really isn't a right or wrong, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I've sure. seen, you know, like the, the saying goes, all road leads to Rome, right? I've seen like people take weird ass routes and still ended up with the same place where I am. So like, mm-hmm. it's very, very unique, this sport. It's just crazy what the human body can do, just adapt. And I'm sure that bird sounds beautiful in our mics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's not, What's kind of related with that, uh, I have a question for, for Ethan. How the fuck you get so good in plants? Uh, I have... Okay, let's see. Let's go through the thought process. So I started with basics from 2019. Oh, and fuck. then six months in, after like getting general uh, basic strength, I started learning the handstand. And that was my first skill that I learned. So that was like general pushing strength overhead pressing strength and then from there i think that's where i got the planche strength right so that's when i got into the statics got levi and planche mm, i kept doing some way the basics as well just to create the foundation but then from there all right <laughs> take your time it's not right just throw these we're not ready honestly uh, it's not only my genetics, but I've been thinking about it and like online, I didn't really compare myself or really see like even on Instagram, I didn't see any of these guys or anything to compare to. So I didn't know what the standard was. So when I, even if I did like a change in one month, I didn't know how like, impressive that was. So I think I just like kept going. It was like no mental like blockage to what um, the expectation was so, mm-hmm. yeah. so just passion would you say luck a little bit of luck and yeah, yeah and your genetics shout out to forest so yeah it's like crazy your progress and you know if that makes sense a lot of hard work as well can't imagine absolutely yeah can't imagine because at the end of the day no matter how talented or bloody genetic you good your genetics eyes. It comes down to hard work, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hard yeah. work. It's another way around. Yeah. I did put a lot of like my time and effort into this. It was, it's really fun for me. So, 
that's pretty much everything I have going on. So. You needed a hobby? Yeah, I needed a hobby. <laughs> Only hobby. Yeah. It's funny when this hobby turns into an obsession, though. Because, mm-hmm. like, quite safely, it perpetuates every moment of my life. Like, I would just be in class and I would just be thinking of calisthenics. I would be eating my dinner, I'll be thinking of calisthenics. I'll be taking a shit and I'll be thinking of calisthenics. It is just an obsession at this point. But it's one that I'm very, very grateful for because without it, I wouldn't have met these guys. Like, it's like, it's just biggest advice or if there's anyone new watching this podcast, like when you're connecting with people, just be respectful and don't force yourself onto them. You know what I mean? Like. I've gained all my knowledge passively and you know after sharing with Ethan he shared his advice with me because that's why I see it a lot like people just spamming just keep asking for unsolicited advice and like shoot your shot yeah but also be respectful about it I guess that's what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. for the people that aren't good at counseling and aren't in the community what tips do you have to give them to join to, like enter this circle Seriously, if you see someone at the gym doing it and you know, just go after them and be like, hey, that was cool as like Do you have any quick advice? I know you're in the middle of your workout But like I'd love to get into this and if someone approached me like that I would damn straight will give them the time and effort But I've had people approach me at the gym and they've just been like, yo, how do you do that? Like and just been really like how are you going about it? And I've just brushed them off But for the people that actually approach in a respectful way, I'll give them my number and be like you know, call me if you need any advice, I'll form check you for free and stuff like that. So my biggest advice to people not in the community and wanting to get in, like, just be nice to people, compliment them, like, get to know them. And like, if you're not being a nuisance, like, it's, it's just, it just goes down to social interaction, right? You can definitely read the room if someone's willing to engage. And if they're willing to engage, then go for it. But you shouldn't be shy, no matter how good or bad you are, we're all human, we're all pretty much equal. So like, you know, Ethan's punch got it and I would be like, yo, you know, because we have that connection, you know what I mean? Like, it's all about respect. And if you respect them, they'll respect you. And that's how you get in the community, in my opinion. But we're a pretty all-encompassing community. We'll welcome anyone. I don't mean to downplay your advice, but yeah. like, is that what you did? Did you go up to someone in the gym? No, I've never gone anyone to the gym. I just kept to myself because I, you know, I'm a very, I don't like disturbing people. But if I see someone like, even now, if I see someone doing, because I'm a trainer at my gym, if I see someone doing pull-ups, I'd be like, dude, that was great, like, keep it up. And just like, I, 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 I give compliments to people because I think it's important. Like, it's, yes, it's unsolicited, but I mean it from a genuine place of like, it's actually fucking impressive. I still get blown away when I see someone do a pull-up or push-up or dip, because that to me is like, amazing. Like, the reason why I don't consider, like, look, the re- I see my front lever as good just because of the amount of time I invested into it, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not it's not a reflection of anything else, it's just the time I put into it. If people invest the same amount of time, there's no reason why they can't be like XYZ, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Let me send this question to Ethan. Yeah. Um, how did you break into the, the community? Alright, so Oh yeah. Like even if you're still thinking about it, like I've been training myself like in my room, like I had no one like on the social media or meeting up with anyone outside, basically just in my room training. And that was for like two and a half years, right? And then just one random day, 
Um, I realized that there were people living in my area, like <coughs> Dave, Bryden, Peter. So they just asked me to go to a park nearby, and that's when it all started. Just one random day. It's the genesis, yeah. the meeting moment. We, like, were, we were all waiting for that day, man. And like relatively, like even if I had the, like relatively higher skills, I still learned so much from each one of them. Like they mm. have their own different skill sets and mindsets that you can grab from anyone. And the more people you meet, the more you get from everyone. And if you're in the community, everyone shares everything they put in. It just forms its own, like, pathway that you can choose. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. From then on, just been every day talking to them. What advice would you give someone that, to someone that might have been, like, just training at home, like, or to someone that doesn't really want to reach out and ask people because they're a bit afraid of like um a bit afraid to like enter like this tight-knit community like what advice would you give to someone that may may not be like really outgoing that may be a little bit like you guys so that's basically <laughs> no, no offense <laughs> um, mm, do you want to think about it while answering well we are a very tight-knit community but we're also very open we don't force anyone to do anything that they don't want to so an example is have you heard of Monkey Ramy? Yeah. Do you know who Monkey Ramy is? Yeah. Also yeah. from the same area, yeah. right? So, yeah. So Monkey Ramy is a uh, probably one of the best, like one of the best punchers, right? One of the best punchers in Australia, and Isaac hasn't even heard of him. We, I don't know who discovered him, like whether, whether it was Bryden or someone, but Bryden found this guy who was living in Sydney, and then we just messaged him like, hey, like we do calisthenics as well. Do you want to meet up? And we met him for burgers after the Sydney State Comp, and he was a very cool guy. But he's very like, I'm not, I, I haven't spoken to him, so I don't want to put like words in my mouth or his mouth. But like, he's quite reserved. Like, I probably talk to him like once a month, and that, he, you know, I'd say he's in the community, but he's not in him. So you know, we're 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 tight knit, but we're not cliquey. Like, you know, anyone can, you know, come in, come as they go. We're not forcing anyone to stay or anything. So yeah. Have you thought? And like, if you think about it, all this time you find new people, like just randomly, just think about all the ones that are still out there that you don't even know yet. So <laughs> you just find someone randomly and then really, and then you think, damn, they've just been out there this whole time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm. For me, I'm taking different approaches question because you guys, and no offense, you guys are saying oh, you guys are saying to um people that are reserved to just well you're giving more advice to the people that are in the community to like be more open, be more um receptive to people that are reserved. Well, I wouldn't say I'm telling anyone to do whatever. I'm just saying like you know don't be afraid to just go up to someone. Oh, but in my mind, you were framing the question as, oh, if you're telling me to be like oh be more open, be more reserved. But for me, I'm saying to the reserved people that. It's really beneficial to be part of the community rather than training by yourself. Oh yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with your point, and I'm, you know, we I, just took two different angles. To the yeah, question. yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with that. Like, it's so important to be part of some sort of community. I mean, not only is it good for your like mental well being, but you actually have that like emotional support out of calisthenics. Like, you know, when we guys hang out, like we've been hung out the last four days. And we've probably only talked about calisthenics like maybe 25% of the time. Like, 
the rest of the time we're just making jokes, eating food, and just, you know, it's so, yeah, it's definitely really important just outside of training and progress purposes just to have that social interaction. Yeah. Nice. So we've got two angles of the question now. We've got um, people in community should be more receptive and open and, like, just, you know, give compliments. Mm -hmm. um, go for someone that may be struggling. And we've also got the people that may be a little bit reserved. That it's good to find community, good to create social connections, and if it's something that you both enjoy like how saying so it's good to just go out there and be a little bit more aggressive um and yeah you might you might find one of your lifelong mates like eating that yeah exactly well, i've got a question for heck though mm -hmm. everyone in australia pretty much knows who redfern street workout is that's a big statement everyone in the, okay that, that's kind of settings yeah uh, sorry, I said corrected. Everyone in the calisthenics street workout community. Yeah, I thought that was How does it feel to, like, to be, the, like, in my opinion, the most prominent figure? What? In my opinion, that. you are the most prominent figure. Not, not okay. because of your skill or that, but just the engagement. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just how you've pushed for the community to be together. Because no matter what, you're always supporting. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I'm your friend, but I just noticed that no matter how big an event is, you have an, you have an impact on it and you support. Like, mm -hmm. you will reach out and be like, you know, you just support one way or another. So how does it feel? Mm -hmm. And do you have any like future plans for the community or are you just happy to just keep creating um, content and supporting everyone? Yeah, no, listen, that's a, that's a great uh, compliment. Yeah. I really appreciate that a lot. Uh, to me, I didn't. I, I don't really have that perspective. To be honest, like I just really feel, just like someone else. You know, I, like I don't really think I'm a big deal or nothing. Else. I'm just being honest. I don't think that I'm, I'm special at all. I just see myself as someone else. And yeah, I try to use the account just to really just mostly like publish things from people that I train with or people that I hang out with, right? Like. I'm just tired of publishing things for myself. So mm. I will always try to prioritize. I don't know, if I'm feeling someone else, I always try to, I guess, mm. quote unquote, showcase that other mm. person. As in, yeah, and when it comes to community, yeah, I always try to, likely I have like a flexible work, so I always try to make mm. it for competitions, or if I can travel, whatever. Like, that's basically how I met, uh, how I met you, right? Like, yeah. two years ago, I just, I'm you know. three. No, two, two years ago, yeah, two years ago I just flew to Adelaide, right? Yeah. Um, I messaged him and boom, now two years after we are here in Perth for the second time and it's pretty mind-blowing. Like I yeah. would have never thought about that. And it's still, it's still up to today, it's tripping me out like we are here just because of this sport, I guess. Exactly. Um, so yeah, from my side, I guess plans. Um, nothing really official. I mean, the podcast now is happening, but I'm always keen to, if we want to organize a competition again, we did we did something in the past in Adelaide that was sort of a half-half organization and we did some reps in the past in Sydney so if some opportunity comes in I always try to, to support this somehow um, but yeah not, I, I really don't consider myself anything special so to be fair I feel like grateful that I'm kind of hang up with you guys and, you know, I'm sure you're grateful and, as well yeah but I think you missed one bit what was it, sorry? The bit was, you wanted to organize an Australian calisthenics meetup. 
Yes, I completely forgot about yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think about that, Isaac? In terms of a content standpoint, if everyone from Australia that do calisthenics made an effort to come down and just train and just meet together, because how how much do you think? How many athletes do you think in general would that be? In my opinion, that would be like fifty over. Um. Well, mm-hmm. there, there is Calisthenics Link Up, which Jacob Capablanca is already running. And those are really good. I, I go there. I've been there, what, three times? And it's always a really nice time, obviously, to unite everyone to come all at once. We'll, we'll take a really big park. And that's also another you can talk about. Like, there's no good parks in Sydney that will accommodate 50 athletes or over to have a really good session in. I disagree, though. Hmm. Because look at outsiders, they didn't go to a park, they just did their own shit. Mm-hmm. They had their own equipment, yeah. watered down. It's not so much the park, like yeah, parks is important for like getting beginners because it helps build foundations. But in my opinion, all we would need for a calisthenics meetup is just a dynamic bar and then just pee bars and everyone else would bring the rest of the shit and it would just be like a day of zen. Mm-hmm. It would be like massive. Because yeah, if you look at the outsiders, I don't even think there was a chair. I didn't even see a chair lying around. It was just crowds of people just watching yeah, crazy man. athletes just full send for a few hours. You just sit down, you miss. Yeah, if you sit down, you miss. Like, it was just an expo of some sort, so that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But what, sorry to cut you off. Was there anything else you were going to... Me personally, I'm just not really seeing it at the moment. Because yeah. we don't really have that great athletes that are like really insane. Yeah. And obviously the people that were surrounding them in, in their little session, they were, they've been trained for a while because they, they, they just grown up in it. Yeah. And um, for us to imitate that same thing, we'll have to either have to wait like a while for everyone to get really good level. Cause mm-hmm. let's face it, like your, your boy calls your organ calisthenics meetup where, oh, circle key is like, we're in circle key, oh, we just gonna serve a few pee bars and stuff. And it's like not as appealing and for it to happen now, we'll probably get way less people than 50. But if there's a stats, um, if you go to the counseling link up, there's lots of people that don't do counseling at all. And to get that big community, it'll take the beginners and it will take a park, and like an actual environment. So I do get what you're saying. It's like, you don't really need equipment. I get that. But you have to be at a certain standard. You have to have a certain rapport in the community. Like, yeah. If you like, because they're influencers, they have quite a lot of followers. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree we don't have that social sway to like imitate it or like yeah. even come close to it. But no, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, to me, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have to imitate that. Yeah, like, to to me, a sesh, yeah. I oh. could organize something and I'd just be happy if Ethan yeah. or Hector or you showed up. You I don't care less about the level of who's showing up. To me, it's like they're but more. I do what you know, but I did ask from like a content standpoint. Yeah. I, I still agree with you. Because you've yeah. been in the game for a long time and you can also do the moves for like. <laughs> but, one move <laughs> but um uh, we're definitely working towards a big calisthenics park mm-hmm. which should be like an icon which should be draw everyone yeah close. the sydney harbour bridge of australia to be honest yes yeah, yeah we need that a park Sign that, that will accelerate things because obviously a park is technology. A park is technology yeah. and also is the configuration point. Technology mm-hmm. advances everything. Technology could be even be like a wheel or yeah. a, a hammer. Like technology always excels your community. Like you need technology to excel your community, mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to strive for. Yeah.
technology and also events. Yep. Like I, I like to share a story now. So I, in the competition that uh, Hector and I and another third party entity did um, in Adelaide. Um, <laughs> Are you even going to ask names? No, we're not going to name drop. Why? What's wrong? What's wrong? Um, yeah, then we, we organized the expo and then there was a man in the crowd who was there with his daughter at Adelaide Fitness Expo and he saw what we were doing and this man was I think at the time 52 years old and he was like, wow, like that's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. I want to try it. So he came up to us and like reached out and eventually got in contact with me and I started training him from the ground up and like you know despite all these surgeries shoulder reconstructions and everything and at the age of 53 now he's still like he taught himself handstand just from all this push or because he saw that and was like wow this is amazing like I'm gonna make a change for myself and try this so yeah I just thought I'd share that like that's beautiful. I, the I, impact you had in that. It, I don't think it was the impact I had. It was the impact everything everyone had. But the point I'm trying to say is, I think in order you can like in order to make the most out of the sport, you gotta you gotta like become it. In all, in all honesty, like you, you have to become the sport. You gotta really yeah. love it. Like you gotta love the learning process because it, it's all a learning process. Like I remember learning how to do. In all, in all honesty. One of the best things in the sport is doing something for the first time. Like, it doesn't matter how shit it is. If you, if, if you accept it, then it's like, it's like dopamine city. Do you guys relate? Or is there more highlights from the sport? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it, well, you, are you talking about the specific skill? Like once you unlock yeah. a skill, once you unlock a skill, whether it's you do your first pull up, whether you do like go from three to four plunge push ups, like, just doing something again, mm -hmm. you know. I guess you might just quickly maybe on that. To me, like I definitely, obviously, we all obsess at some point with given skills, like otherwise we would just be lying here. But at least to me, at now the way I see this, I don't really mind that much. Like whenever that happens, that happens. But I'm really trying to just enjoy every single session, even if it's a shit session and I can't even like hold anything. I'm just trying to actually enjoy that. So to me, there isn't really that much of a difference if I unlock a front lever or a plant. So that's how I see it right now. Mm -hmm. For me, it's um, same as you, uh, teaching someone and seeing them go through the whole mm. process again. Yeah, yeah that's the highlight I've learned from Andrew. When people, they get demotivated or when they plateau, but then once you really look back at it and you really compare that, you really see the difference, even if it's form, form improved, um, how it feels, that's all progress. So, yeah. I disagree with that though, because mm -hmm. we what Hector says, just from my own standpoint, like, I just think we just become old and bitter and just jaded. Because like, mm -hmm. I remember, I remember looking at videos of myself and I, I remember the first time I caught a 360, like I celebrated, I was screaming, I was like, going off my face, right? And then now, like, let's say, like, let's say, you know, I catch something, I'm just like, eh, eh, like, oh, it's good that I caught it, you know? And there's this trend going on right now, it's a pretty shit trend, but I think it's very important. It's like, oh, I wish 
oh, I wish I held the planche later, and then it goes to, oh, we can planche, you know what I mean? I think that's so important. You shouldn't, you shouldn't let other people take away your own, you know, celebrate your victories, you know what I mean? If you do something small, it's big, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you, gotta, you gotta not get disillusioned with other people's progress, because at the end of the day, like, what other people do shouldn't affect your own training. Like, stick to your plans, stick to, and use your own uh, judgment to kind of just pave your own way. Don't live in other people's footsteps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I see your, I see so, your so, but, so what is something that you say, disagree with? I see. Oh, you just said like, oh, oh I, I wouldn't say disagree, but okay. I just saw another perspective with it. But yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, personally, I'm just grateful for every session I do now. It doesn't matter how good or shit it is, or like, I'm just happy to train. Yeah, exactly, that's yeah. a good perspective. Yeah. I can't just mind if I unlock someday Plants isn't really gonna make that much difference. Like I enjoy already doing attack plants. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And this I wish I could relate. Yeah. yeah. Any other big questions? Or shall we wrap things up? I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sheesh. 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 Well the time is two twenty two. Oh one hour is that Two twenty two. Uh thanks for listening to us ramble. Um that's my closing note. Does anyone else have anything? Uh, no, I'm just exci- excited to see these inferiors back. Um, yeah. See where we are. Yeah. Cue the outro. Yeah. But in all honesty, before we go, we do have our comp in uh, two hours. So like, it's, oh, like yeah, we'll probably start walking at like four twenty. Yeah. I don't know why I think that time yeah. just came like that, but um. Sorry, I'm yeah. tired. I've been fasting. It's been. Oh yeah, Isaac needs to eat, so let's wrap it up. Yeah, so I was saying thanks so much for telling that people nice in the comp and Kelly Chamber. I really appreciate the effort. And uh, it's just it's crazy, like flights weren't cheap here, so I'm